So, this is the episode that I feel like everyone's been waiting for. And here it is. It is the episode about my teeth. Okay. Um, so, my tooth fell out my fucking mouth. <laughs> like, that hoe just hopped out the root. And, boom. So, <laughs> let me <laughs> let me start off by saying I lost my tooth on August 24th while eating some crab legs. Yes, I said it, eating some crab legs. And no, before you say or suggest, why would you buy the show? I was eating, y'all know the little crab knuckle or like the crab knee, <laughs> where it's like the white part that the, the crab legs are connected to. Let's call it the crab knuckle. So the crab knuckle, it was already, you know, in the little container. I was eating this outside by the way, cause it was nice out. And I open up the little thingy because it's easier to it's easy to open. I pick the meat up, put it in my mouth, and started eating it. And I felt like it was a little bit of like shell in there, so I spit it out of my bag of shells. And I felt a little bit of air in my mouth. And um, <laughs> I opened up my camera and saw that my tooth was gone. Yep. So how may you ask how my tooth came out? So um, when I was in elementary school, I was at this daycare after school and we were playing outside on like the asphalt playground. And it was like this little, I guess you could say metal frame that could have went to like some sort of like, I don't know. What is some shits called? Like a little awning or some shit or whatever. And it was next to like a jungle gym. And I was able to like climb on it and then like swing from bar to bar. It was literally in the shape of a triangle. And it was like these three sisters, y'all know like the blue sisters from the fucking Proud family. It was just like them. Them girls are not like me. And they tricked me into asking me to help them like learn how to like, you know, swing on the bars and stuff. Cause I was teaching people how to do it. Why? Cause I could, I was good at it. So I was like, okay, let me show y'all how to do it. And when I went to like give her the example, the little sister pushed me, boom, right on my face. Front of teeth knockout. I am, those were baby teeth. I, I like split my nose and um, it was a little traumatizing, but I bloodied up all their outfits when I fell. And then I went to the ER and everything like that. And they couldn't really do anything about my teeth cause like they're baby teeth. Fast forward to maybe like a year or so later, I have my adult teeth. I'm racing my sister's home and my sister Brianna, she pulls the adjuster strap in my damn book bag. Boom, fall on my face, chip my front tooth. So my tooth is chipped for a little while <laughs> and <laughs> um, I um, then get a fix. I get like a cap on my tooth and it's fine. Boom. There's no follow-up appointments. <laughs> Fast forward to 2016. Um, I have a little bit of a lisp because of like my new teeth. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, spoiler, I got some new teeth. But yeah, so fast forward to 2016, there's no dental care in lieu of any of that. Keep in mind, due to the trauma to my face, I the nerves in my front two teeth are completely dead, and the tooth on my left hand side is completely like it was like darkened. So it's like I couldn't use whitening toothpaste as much as I wanted to, or my shit was a little gray as shit. So, um, yep, uh, no dental care in mine. Well, no dent- no consistent dental care, and um, yeah. Due to the nerves of my front two teeth being dead, I had hypersensitivity with all my other teeth. So that was really unfortunate. So I had a cyst at the roof of my mouth and um, 
It wasn't an issue. It didn't hurt or anything. But it popped in my fucking mouth on Christmas until I was 16. It was so fucking gross. I know. I'm sorry. It's so fucking gross. It was like on my tongue. And I like scraped it off with a tissue. Went to the ER. I got a shot of steroids in my left butt cheek. Steroids and antibiotics. And then I went to an endodontist. Which is a root in gum specialist. And um, <laughs> this is where it gets funky. So I saw it get out like a month before. And y'all know the scene where dude is in the chair trying to like pick the cotton and shit out to save his fucking life and shit. That chair. If you don't know, pause it, go look it up, and then come back. Right, cool. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> it was a chair like that in the in Adonis's office. And like his his office was like his office was the office. So it was like where he did his operations was in the same place where he had like his desk and paperwork and shit. And it was a very old white man <laughs> that seems to be on his last dying breath. <laughs> like, I got real scared. <laughs> I was like, um. But I wasn't awake during the procedure. But when I woke up, I was strapped the fuck down and my mouth was dry and bloodied like shit. I was scared. A nigga was scared. I was so scared. I started crying because I'm like, oh no, they stole my consciousness. Like, I really thought they stole my consciousness. I was so scared. I was scared I was going to become a coon. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but yeah, so um, after that, I still needed follow up dental care. So um, I needed two root canals and um, I would have been fine. But um, yeah, I wasn't having any issues with my teeth when I really should have, you know, taken it upon myself when I was in school. But um, I did it because I wasn't having any issues. And um, yeah, so the tooth essentially was going to fall out anyway. And it was just a matter of time. So it could have came out when I was like drinking juice. Damn, that mean I would have fucking swallowed that. <laughs> I do not have my tooth anymore. I went to the dentist that same, the well, the following day. And went to the dentist and I um, got my front two teeth pulled. He shaved down the teeth that are next to my front two teeth and gave me like a little temporary acrylic veneer set that is in my mouth now. Ah, that is why I sound different and my mouth is a little like drooly because yeah, it's really hard. I took like medicine and everything like that. And probably by the time, I really hope by the time this comes out, I have my new teeth. <laughs> if not, then I should probably be getting my teeth that week, which is really, really exciting. But yeah, new teeth. <laughs> All right, by the way, it did not hurt when it fell out. I feel like I should have, I should have like said that. Like it did not hurt at all because like the root of the tooth was still in my mouth. Like it was like, I guess you say the tooth part literally just boop, hopped out the, hopped, hop out, hop up out the bed, hopped outside, shit. Hop about the bed, turn my swag on, took a look in the mirror and said I'm in crabs. <laughs> but yeah, that was the story of my teeth. <laughs> Those who know me know that I smile a lot, so I could not be walking around without no fucking tooth. <laughs> but um, I have an announcement. <laughs> you may ask what this announcement is, as um, here is the announcement. I am, <laughs> I am a Caucasian woman. I'm sorry to let y'all know that, as unfortunate as it is, I am a Caucasian woman. 
How do I know? You may ask. I am a Caucasian woman. <laughs> you know, according to my um, ancestry, I am 6.7% Scandinavian. So, um, <laughs> I'd like to identify as a Caucasian woman, if you will. Run me my white privilege, please. <laughs> yes, run me my, um, my Caucasian privilege, if you will. So, as a result of me taking a direct consumer genetic test, um, also known as, like, you know, my heritage DNA, which is one that I took because it was cheaper because a nigga ain't got no money. Whites, open your purse. Loosen that money clip, black men. Loosen that money clip and open your purse. But um, yeah, I took it in December. I'm out, I'm fixing to read off my results right now. So, according to my spit, I am 47.3 Nigerian. Shouts out to the Nigerians. Hello, come get me, please. God damn it. 21.4 Sierra Leonean. Y'all can come get me too. 13% Kenyan. Y'all can come get me too. And 6.7% Scandinavian. Now, if my math is math and right, I'm no mathematics major or no mathematician, but I, you know, no algebra up to calculus. So let's just do some quick math, some soft quick maths. I didn't do like, I actually did the, like the actual math, like when I was in my dorm, when I got my results. But let's just say for the sake of conversation, I enjoy how my ancestors stopped my bloodline at three white bitches. They're just like, all right, that's enough for us. <laughs> that is enough. And I think, you know, the reason I actually um, posted about of me thinking like, all right, I would like to think that the white in my bloodline is probably no more than like 10%. <laughs> Shouts out to me on my good yes and then shit. <laughs> I wish that would work when I take standardized tests because a nigga ain't good at that shit. But them shits are not made for niggas any fucking way. But we could talk about that another time. But from listening to In Those Gene podcast, shout out to Dr. Janina Jeff. She's the first black woman to obtain a PhD in genetics from Vanderbilt University. Hate that I got to say that, you know, first black anything. But, you know, she out here doing her damn thing. And y'all should check out her podcast. She also went to Spelman for undergrad. So HBCU love in the house. You know what I mean? So um, from listening to her podcast, like, I then uh, chose to take a, um ancestry test because I was like, mm, I don't want them niggas get my DNA and then tie me to a fucking crime that happened in goddamn New Jersey and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn, my fucking teeth hurt. Damn. But um, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't want that like at all. But I was like, mm, they destroyed my shit. Like I made sure I read the terms and conditions. That's one thing, Doctor Jeff. Shouts out to you, honey. Um, she told me to read the T's and C's. I'll be reading them shits as someone who be a lawyer. I feel like I should probably be on that. <laughs> I normally don't read them, but like for the DNA test, I was like, y'all niggas got my shit. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> so um, I read all of it. That was the first time I ever read like terms and conditions for something. That's not a good book. But after that, I also read the terms and conditions when I went to a gun range. I got burned by a bullet. But it's all good though. I don't miss though. <laughs> I tell you that much. But um anyway, um yeah, so I think with my ancestry, I think it's a really interesting conversation of me 
in a sense, trying to claim Nigerian heritage because I don't want to say it comes off as a little like tone deaf for me to be like, yeah, show up in Nigeria like, what's up? <laughs> I'm here. The spit says that I'm from here. Immerse me. Let me. What's good? Like, what are what are we doing? I'd I'd like to know. Let, let's let's get lit, you know. But like, there's also okay. Apple Watch. Yesterday, your exercise ring didn't get enough love. Let's get it close today. Okay, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't want to do that right now. But um, I can't even remember what I was saying. Like, right. Um. So I think when it comes to like, you know, trying to claim heritage and everything, it's, it's relatively sticky, like, in a sense that it could come off as like entitled or tone deaf or something. Because again, I didn't know, but I know the way that I am personally. I will try to be as respectful as possible and hope that, you know, in a sense, I can, you know, be welcomed in open arms. Because like I said, uh, I don't got my fucking, well, technically I got my receipt. My receipt says this is the store that I came from. I mean, due to colonization, it probably not even really is Nigeria because, you know, the lights are kind of like carved up. It's like, this is this part, this is this part, because the tribes already had their own kind of like map of, you know, um, their quote-unquote countries and stuff like that and borders and everything so it's like to me I'm just like I obviously I'm from the coast you know transatlantic slave trade out here in these streets and whatever but it then comes into the question of like connected blacks that's what I'm gonna call y'all the niggas that's like directly connected you know got flags to wave and shit and countries they can run back to like hmm, my ass is stuck here should have, you know, wish my ancestors listened to goddamn Marcus Garvey and shit. Went back to fucking Africa and fucking did the damn thing. But, you know, they went, we're here, we're here, we're here, we're out here. We out here in these streets. So, it's okay. Like, I'm not, I ain't pressed. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, when it comes to that, like, it's pretty difficult and complicated in the sense that, like, how do you go about, like, you know, integrating that culture into you know your new, the the life that you lived before because I am a black I am an African-American woman I'm just like okay does that mean that I just you know start making Nigerian jollof and I never had jollof so I can't I'm sorry if this is breaking the hearts of those who eat jollof I'm sorry I just haven't I, I, I just have not I've been more immersed in the Caribbean culture than I have, like, of the African culture. It's just the way that I lived. I lived in Miami, like I said, 305 to the day I die. So it's like, it, it's not my fault, all right? Okay, don't don't be blaming me and shit. But yeah, um, it's just a thing that I constantly think about and um, just heavily consider, like, wow, what, what do I do? All right, what do I do? <laughs> but um this this scoots to like another topic of conversation that my friend alexis um like pointed out to me shout out to you honey pot not me so the question that she asked me was um how do you 
check Native Americans who constantly adopt this monolith of black culture with respect to them being them having things stolen from them that's not her question verbatim but like that's essentially what the question was I just worded it in my Christine words so y'all can expand your lexicon look at that me telling y'all new new word for vocabulary because I'm extra but um so here's what I think when you have Native American culture and when you just have Native Americans with respect to the terrible things that have happened to them, um, Trail of Tears, the shitty, the shitty fucking deals that the fucking whites screw them out of, the fucking bullshit-ass treaties, you know, the list goes on. The forced relocations of fucking reservations, you know, just a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. Just a whole bunch of fucking bullshit. So, this is with respect to, you know, the Native Americans that she lived around in Hollywood, Florida. I lived in there too. I lived there too, but my interaction with the natives that I met in Hollywood, Florida, they were very much into their culture and I thought that was really fucking cool. I was like, oh my god! And that was the first time that I've actually met like an actual Native American. And when I say actual, I mean like actual. Not some fucking pink-faced rare fucking steak white person saying, I'm Native. No, the fuck you're not, Jennifer. Shut the fuck up, please. Stop. <laughs> like, stop. You're Native American because of what? How do you have that in your blood? Quickly. Just like how I have Caucasian in my blood. Quickly. Tell me how that's happened. Quickly. Hmm? That's what I thought. Yes. So when you have these things and you have these elements, first of all, I don't think there's no kind of excuse for anyone to be adopting an idea of monolithic blackness to them i don't think anybody should be fucking doing that aside from fucking niggas if you're not a nigga there should be no reason why you're going out doing this shit because for one let's look at history let's let's um go back in a way back and look at history why don't we so we back in a way back right so in the way back right native americans they knew how fucking terrible slavery was. Most tribes, they're just like, yeah. So when you have Florida, for example, you had tribes, let's just say the Seminole tribe, for example, because they are present in the Everglades. Y'all should go visit or whatever. There were natives that hit slaves in the fucking Everglades because the whites couldn't fucking navigate that shit at the fuck all. Like, if you know, if you consciously are aware, like, I, I'ma hide these slaves these enslaved people let me correct myself i'ma hide these enslaved folks because it don't sit right with me morally of how they're being treated then that means you know and i had a conversation with my friend randall who she's from the seminole tribe and i've known her since high school like she she was the one that got me a black lives matter shirt for my 16th birthday the black lives matter shirt that i wear to this day was gifted to me by a native american woman and i will always love her for that essentially nobody with a lick of sense in a native community fuck with those natives that adopt this monolithic idea of blackness they're just like first of all like you just want to ignore the shit that's here like y'all y'all really going to ignore the shit that's fucking here are you are you dumb like and it was to the point where when she was younger she was sharing with me that the elders like really tried to push the children to really learn the language and the culture and everything like that and using like you know enslaved black people as examples like okay like look at how 
these people, they had everything that they fucking know and love to them being stripped away. Just like how we had our shit stripped away. So it's like, try your best to remember it and pass it down because it's like, you never fucking know what could fucking happen and shit like that. So it's like, let me continue on by saying, there is this blatant disrespect of Native Americans in the United States of America. And it's become like a global thing in the name of economics and, you know, capitalism more importantly so you have you have football teams by the name you know the kansas city chiefs the washington redskins you know just really obvious insensitive fucking names and then you had in like 1865 around that time period around like the reconstruction era of the united states where you had like the u.s army have like an actual mission to slaughter the fucking bison like when i say slaughter like i mean like dead ass slaughtering these these fucking bison like a hundred a day type shit to really like like make the native population like small like small as shit and now the the last like the bison that are now alive now are the descendants of the three bison that were fucking left over that's fucked up like shit so when you have like obvious disrespect of native americans for capitalistic as well as entertainment because now you have like these entitled fucking whites going around like you know wearing like headdresses and you know even the dumb fucking dumb white bitches that be wearing headdresses at fucking coachella like there's some like you couldn't just do a body glitter bit like everybody else like you you had to fucking go and appropriate you had to go and do that and shit and i think when it comes to things like that it's like dog like this shit shouldn't have to happen but back to the original point of my friend Randall agrees that there should be no reason why Native Americans should be like adopting this monolith of black culture, especially since like, you know, the Native American community is rather really small. Check the people who, you know, adopt this monolith of blackness. And it doesn't even go for Native Americans. It goes for fucking people of color as well. Because let's be real, an Asian person or a white person, let's just say the white adjacents because they're trying to like they essentially have like an adjacency the whiteness that obviously black people will never fucking have the the white adjacents they sit here and adopt this monolith of blackness and you know black whatever the fuck they think blackness is with the little black sense and you know using aave so fucking incorrectly sounding fucking dumb like shit as it means you know be cool i'm sorry y'all y'all motherfuckers don't got your own y'all motherfuckers got your own fucking shit for real like even down to like dressing like what you think black people dress because you know we all drippy and shit (laughs) but it's like y'all motherfuckers got like some drip for real like traditional wear dog like y'all traditional wear is like cool as shit so why y'all abandoning that to like adopt this fictitious idea of what you think blackness is because blackness is not a monolith like it's not a monolith it's not something that you can tack on because quite frankly it's literally just a fucking stage like it's literally a stage for in their lives for them to be relevant for them to be fucking cool and shit like that like dog i see too many fucking videos of white people and white adjacents saying oh this nigga this and i'm just like hmm i clean spectacles i see no negroid in sight um does the ray j mean with the glasses um i don't <laughs> i don't understand dog there are other words that you can use in your fucking lexicon like i don't I, I literally do not understand 
I did get to beat up a racist white bitch. I got my little lick in. Shouts out to, you know, RTC. Um, so for camp out, I don't know if I'm fucking snitching, but fuck that school. <clears throat> um, so I, me, me and RTC, like you had, I was on the Ranger team, which essentially was like a CrossFit team. It was called Raiders and shit. Like we ran like three miles every single day from Monday through Thursday. And then we ran like another mile, the tire flipped, the road bridge, the obstacle course. So we did like a whole bunch of fun shit. That shit was dope. I don't care what nobody said. That shit was dope. And it was free. So, um, yeah, at the end of Raider season, we have like camp out and shit. So at camp out, um, the first night there, you're able to, you know, essentially, I guess you could say wrestle anybody you got beef with and shit. So I didn't want, like, it's not that I didn't want to do it because I don't really like want to resort to physical violence. Like if I have to resort to physical violence, then there's a fucking problem. <laughs> like, cause I give you an opportunity to fucking fix yourself. Like I really, really give you an opportunity to fix yourself. Even if it is, what did you just say? <laughs> type shit so um yeah i called this girl out and i beat her fucking ass and i called out another girl homegirl got scared because i beat the other bitch up and um yeah and then the next day in class when like the, when we got back to school and shit the girl that i fucking beat up and shit she kept talking i don't like pulling rank i don't know if y'all realize that now but i don't like to pull rank i don't like unless I ultimately had to I told her to be quiet my commanding officer i.e my fucking teacher and shit told her to be fucking quiet so then I asked her to be quiet again she's still fucking talking and shit I'm like dog as your commanding officer I'm gonna need you to like stop talking like for real for real like colonel told you to stop talking you need to stop talking blase blase whatever and she tried to say some slick shit and then my colonel shouts out to you colonel love you much Um, he was like, bro, shut the fuck up before Harris beats you up again. (laughs) It's fucked up. That was fucked up. That was so fucked up. (laughs) I'm like, damn, sir. I was like, let me, let me land. Let me, let me, let me handle her. Let me handle her and shit. Anyone that has me on social media knows that I'm always talking about some, some sort of systematic oppression or white people doing dumb shit at some fucking point telling niggas to open up their fucking purse. If you want to uphold the coon and the coonette agenda saying, oh, white people can wear braids, they're bigger issues. Yeah, they're bigger fucking issues. But you know, the small, small shit builds to the, the bigger fucking issues in the first goddamn place. Don't be going in minority spaces encroaching on them and then get mad when the minorities in the space that you encroaching on saying some shit about some fucking up shit that you shouldn't be fucking doing i think it's best for you to know your goddamn fucking place like i think it will be best served and better served for you to know your damn place so if you check it while it's fucking small it can never have the capacity or let alone space to get big in the fucking first place and it's like i think that's where it comes down to people thinking that i hate white people because i think people need to understand like oh christine hates white people if that's the trope that you want to fucking adopt then cool i hate y'all motherfuckers like i hate white people i hate whiteness i hate white supremacy i hate the institution that white people benefit from similar to me hating men because of men and the institution that they benefit from that does not mean or exhume that you know there aren't white people that you know that aren't you know inherently bad but all white people benefit from a fucking white supremacist system that pretty much tells me that i'm ugly as shit and that i'm never going to amount to anything same thing for men the same fucking system that you know hurt me and abused me and whatever fuck so a nice little intersectional critical thinking skills which i don't think a lot of people really have which i think is very strange but anyways 
for me being around white people and being socialized around fucking white people, white people get mad as shit when you treat them the same way they fucking treat you. Like, the amount of times I've heard, oh, you're smart for a black girl. Wow, you're so articulate. Wow, you're articulate for a Caucasian. You're articulate for a male monkey. You don't like how that shit sounds, do you? Then shut the fuck up. It's irritating in a sense of, like, the qualities of myself are attributed to something conditional that is reflected in whiteness. Like, even when I was in, like, elementary school, when I was going to school, like, in Baltimore and even, like, Florida, when people would be like, oh, you need to stop talking white. First, you can't talk a color, for one. And education is not an accessory to white people. Why do you think we're all here? I was one of them niggas. <laughs> like, I was them niggas. Because you're not about to sit here and just act like, you know, white people are the only people who have the means to be educated. There are 107 fucking HBCUs. Given there's still, like, a lot of white standards within HBCUs and everything like that that they adhere to, they need to shake the fuck off at fucking Hampton with your anti-black fucking policy saying, oh, locks are not perfect. Shut the fuck up. So it's, like, it's shit like that where I'm just like, dog, like, how you have these anti-black policies at this institution to where it's supposed to be a safe space for, like, all black people because, you know, black people were not allowed at these white institutions. So there are, like, things that, like, you know, HBCUs need to, like, fix within their own, with, with, you know, within their institutions that, you know, I can talk about in another episode and everything like that. But what y'all not about to do, what no nigga's about to do either, especially if you went to a fucking PWI, fix your goddamn mouth to talk shit about fucking HBCUs. You can shut the fuck up for real because last time I fucking checked, checks Apple Watch, you probably couldn't go to your bitch 50 fucking years ago. You probably the only nigga in your goddamn motherfucking class. You're being taught to your prejudices rather than your goddamn potential if I'm keeping it three motherfucking stacks for real. So, <laughs> and that, my dears, is on 1865. Don't fix your mouth. I've been able to go to my bitch since 1865. And my institution was the first historically black institution to open its doors to women and to have the first four-year medical program, not just in the state of North Kakalaki, but in these ratchet-ass United States. So who's going to check me? I mean, May, the the medical school, the the graduate schools no longer exist because, you know, money. But yeah, my institution had a business school, had a law school, had a medical school, and, you know, we don't have that anymore. The only thing they have is... um, a master's in divinity and in early childhood education. Um, I made a Google forum where y'all can fill out. It can be found on the flow page. You can fill it out if you would like me to promote your business or you come on as a guest or you have any kind of complaint, question, comment, and or concern about anything that I said. Uh, I also would appreciate if y'all share it with two friends and rate it in like the iTunes podcast thingamajiggy. I appreciate that and post that on your social medias. Two of your friends and uh, follow us on the social media page, uh, Seneca Village 1865 on, not 65, I'm fucking cooking, 1825, <laughs> 1825, you know, I say that shit a lot, so, <laughs> 1825 on Instagram, and SV1825 on Twitter, um, my personal Instagram is, yep, I'm Christine, spelled Y-E-P, y'all niggas know how to spell it by now, um, and it's in the little thingy if you don't know how to spell my name it's in the little cover art shit but i also like to thank y'all for like a hundred and let me go actively check the anchor app the last time i saw it was at 103 
four uh the second episode got 29 plays shout out to the 29 people that listened but yeah i now am i'm now at 104 plays and i would like to say thank y'all so much um i really appreciate it um we're growing our community and everything like that um i really appreciate y'all for you know sharing and liking and a kiki keying with me and everything like that to that regard i say thank you thank you thank you um ow is there a thug is it is it no it's just dirt but yeah we um we finna be out this bitch for real for rizzle but yeah I'm out. Y'all be easy. I know y'all niggas in school and shit. <laughs> I can't relate. I got my degree and think I know every fucking thing and shit. So, yeah. Y'all niggas be easy with that schoolwork and shit. But, like, for real, for real. If y'all do need help with, like, your schoolwork or anything like that. I was a writing tutor when I was at my illustrious institution. Um, I can help y'all with any kind of, like, academic work that you need. Um, you can message me on my personal Instagram. Please don't fucking reach out to me the day before or the day of that shit being fucking due. Because I know I'm not in school or anything like that. But I do have other shit that I'd like to do my goddamn self. Thank you. But um, yeah, I can help with any kind of like papers or anything of that sort. I can read over it. Um, help y'all plan it out and everything like that. Um yeah that's all i got for real but yeah i'ma fuck with y'all for real y'all be easy um yeah bye okay so make sure y'all ate i didn't say that in the beginning of the episode but y'all niggas need to make sure you rise up like a weed and get something to eat i'm eating a sandwich from yesterday i was hungry um i wanted to say uh the business that i'm going to promote is going to be after this part is fifi's essentials i bought the honey oats bar that she got first of all that shit cute and i've been using it since like the second week of august something like that yeah somewhere around that because i ordered it on august 1st and it got here it got here pretty fast i'm not gonna hold y'all it came here pretty fast she live in texas i will definitely say i definitely enjoyed the soap uh it's running low now for me (laughs) and my skin is like super soft i love the way that it smells it's not like too overpowering and anything like that my skin definitely feels moisturized i definitely recommend y'all to go check her out i'm fixing to buy me some more soap with some reparations money i got coming in because you know reparations (laughs) but yeah y'all definitely check her out she about to just talk her shit and represent and everything after me but yeah thank y'all hello my name is felicity poke and i'm the ceo of fifi's essentials my website name is fifis-essentials.com f-e-f-e-s-essentials.com my instagram name is fifis.essentials i sell sugar scrubs body butters and handmade soaps everything that is on my website i personally make I currently attend Texas Southern University, which is in Houston. I'm originally from Dallas. Uh, I wanted to incorporate self-care and skincare together to help us during a troubling time and release some kind of stress with our skincare or self-care. You can contact me about any of my products through my website or Instagram, and I'll try my best to answer all your questions. Thank you.